Good afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. Yeah, this is a little bit later than often it is, but this is Elmira and you, and I'm glad you've patiently waited. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, July 7th, 2022, and I want to begin with a quote today that I'm going to bring up again at the end, uh, I'm anticipating, and the quote is from Bertrand Russell. I'm not usually quoting Bertrand Russell because he's an atheist, anti-God, one of these humanists who believe that the human mind could comprehend and figure everything out. Bertrand Russell said this, quote, it is because modern education is so seldom inspired by a great hope that it so seldom achieves great results. The wish to preserve the past rather than the hope of creating the future dominates the minds of those who control the teaching of the young, end quote. Our children, our young people need a great hope. And I'm telling you, we have the greatest hope, not heaven. That's a great hope. I, the, the, the wonders of heaven go beyond our ability to explain. But that's not our greatest hope. Our greatest hope is that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God the Creator that we will have in eternity. When all our sin is gone, and because of the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have the holiness, perfection that God created us to have, and we can worship Him in spirit and in truth. That is our great hope. And the truth is that relationship starts here on earth. I experienced it again today. I hope you have, in the last 24 hours, spent some time in God's Word and in prayer till God's Word burned within you. And you said, oh, Father in heaven, thank you, thank you. Well, this is the podcast for Thursday, July 7th. So, so let me get into it. Monday um, was Independence Day, and we've been celebrating. I've been grateful all week for, for God's goodness and putting us in this free country. This coming Sunday, I want to start a new series on the Bible, and I mentioned it earlier this week, but it's about biblical inspiration, biblical preservation, biblical canonization, biblical translation, and then the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll be giving those words to you again and again and again. Inspiration, preservation, canonization, translation, illumination. If you want to prepare your heart, for Sunday morning's message, which is an introduction to that series, then read Psalm 119. Seriously, I, I know Psalm 119 is the longest psalm uh, in, 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 in our Bible. It's the longest chapter in our Bible, but you will be blessed to have read it. And the psalmist in Psalm 119 expresses his love for God and his love for God's Word. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation. So you read Psalm 119 if you have time, but whether you can read Psalm 119 or not, please pray for me. I want to speak as the oracles of God. First, Peter talks about that. And then in the evening, I'll preach on Bible inspiration. Taking that first topic, inspiration, Bible inspiration. My text, of course, will be, I say of course, because this is the, 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 the text for it. For 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 
If you have never memorized 2 Timothy 3.16, let me encourage you to do that over the next few days and then just meditate on its meaning. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We'll be talking about that on Sunday evening. Now, our goal is to live stream on Facebook and on Sermon Audio the morning and evening services. But frankly, we have been having some trouble with that. And it may be, it may be, I hope it is not, but it may be that we only are able to live stream uh, on one channel, either Facebook or Sermon Audio. You pray for us to have wisdom on that. But afterwards, we will post sermons and Bible studies to Sermon Audio. Let's talk a little bit about that upcoming schedule. This coming Saturday, we have a men's work day less than 48 hours away. If you can come on out, men, we've got some work to do around the church, and we will be in the new building taking a look and, and getting things done there. Monday, July 18th, our Juniors and teens leave for camp. They go to the same location. The camp is large enough. They have two completely separate camps for these young people. But they'll be leaving together about 1.30 on July 18th. Just tell yourself you're going to be here at 1.10, 1.15, so you can get things packed up, see your kids off. And then they'll be back on Saturday, July 23rd. Just before noon, you'll want to get... Parents and grandparents, you'll want to get your phone number to Tammy so that she can text you when they leave camp. She'll text you again about a half hour before they return uh, to the church's campus there. But that should be before noon on Saturday, July 23rd. And then Sunday, July 24th is when we've rescheduled our graduation celebration for. Hope you'll be able to come out and join us. And Sunday, July 31st, two things. Number one, a singspiration. Something Is there something you could sing, something you could present uh, to the church, be a blessing to us, a, a, a scripture reading, a, a, a poem or other reading that has been in encouragement to you, or just give a, a testimony, think through and present a testimony. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer of the church. Please sign up for that. And following our Singspiration on that Sunday, we'll have our quarterly business meeting, and there will be some discussion about uh, where the building is. And then Thursday through Saturday, August 18th to the 20th, we'll be having a camp for men and boys. Boys would need to be supervised. So I'm going to call this a father-son camp out, although you uh, men, older men even, could mentor or temporarily adopt one of these young fellows if you wanted to go with them. It'll be at Pilot Lake. Uh, go up there, take two nights to camp out, <clears throat> be there three days, we have agreed to provide some work for them in return uh, for staying there. So see Jesse for more details about that. We still have a verse of the week that we're encouraging you. I'm encouraging you to memorize and to meditate on. And this week says John 8:32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Teach these truths to your children. Have them memorize this verse. And fathers, help your children to learn this verse. Two quick prayer requests. Pray for camp. Even now, begin praying for these children and these teenagers who are headed to camp. Pray that God will bless them. Pray that God will speak to their hearts. And then pray for the results of the Dobbs decision by the Supreme Court, several other decisions 
the Gruen decision, the West Virginia decision. Pray that our nation would experience peace and would experience righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. And we pray for righteousness because we want to live righteous and peaceable lives. And that's easiest to do. It's most obvious what the path is when our nation's rules and our nation's heart is righteous. Uh, For our devotional today, Luke chapter 18, verse 16. Luke 18, 16 says, But Jesus called them, that is the children, unto him, and said to the disciples, the verse reads this way, But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Children are very important. Children are very important because they are impressionable. In the recent decision about Coach Kennedy, the football coach who was praying at the 50-yard line, the school district's argument that would prohibit him from praying at the 50-yard line was that 14-year-old children are very impressionable. By the way, I agree with him. Not that I disagree with that statement. Children are impressionable. And so often people are saved when they're children. I know I was saved as a child. My father was saved as a child. My wife was saved as a child. It's at, children are so impressed with the gospel. They take God at his word. That's why one reason that Jesus says, except you become as little children and be converted. Children believe. They believe sincerely. They believe wholeheartedly. So children are important. Children are important because they are God's gift to us. What we do with a gift matters. Perhaps you've received a gift at some point in your life where you really didn't want it. You didn't know what to do with it. You stuck it in a cabinet. You stuck it on a shelf somewhere. and It just sat there and you never did anything with it because just it wasn't valuable to you. It wasn't sitting on the shelf because it looked beautiful and it was supposed to be. It just You didn't know what to do with it. Let's not do that with our children. They are God's gift to us. We have such an opportunity to take that gift and use it for His glory. And then children, frankly, are the future of our families. They're the future of our churches. They're the future of our nation. And how we train them matters. So for those reasons, children are important. And because children are important, children's ministry is important at Elmira Baptist Church. That's already true. You know, one reason I know that Elmira Baptist Church prioritizes children ministry is because we have so many of you who are involved in it. There's over a dozen ladies who are involved in the nursery ministry. And in addition to them, more than a dozen members who are involved in teaching our children. Some in Sunday school, some Sunday morning, some Wednesday night. Literally dozens of people involved in our children's ministry. And probably the number of people we have ministering to children exceeds the number of children we have. That's as it should be. So because children are important, let me give you some some tips. As, As a nursery worker, as a teacher of children at Elmira Baptist Church, let me give you some tips. As a parent, let me give you some tips. Number one, teachers, let's prepare our lesson as if it was the most important lesson our children will receive all week. Because it probably is. That lesson about the Bible, that truth about God that you will teach them, is probably the most important thing that they'll learn all week. 
Second, teachers and parents, let's not rely on screens, TVs, computers, tablets, smartphones. Let's not rely on screens to entertain and to teach our children. Let's spend time with them. Teach them to read. Teach them to work. Teach them to relate to people. That statement by Bertrand Russell, it is because modern education is so seldom inspired by a great hope that it so seldom achieves great results. Let's put, whether we're a parent, whether we're a teacher, whether we're a nursery worker, let's put great ideas into our children's heads. Let's not be satisfied to just let the world give them ideas. Let's put our own ideas there because we have ideas. By God's grace and by God's goodness, we have ideas. We've meditated on his word. We've saturated our minds with scripture. We've saturated our souls with scripture. Let's put those great ideas in front of them. And then teachers, be early when you have responsibilities, whether it's Sunday school or Sunday morning or Wednesday night, be 15 minutes early to show those children how much matters to you. This has been L. Myra and you for Thursday, July 7th, 2022. And I hope you'll join us this Sunday. We're going to meet at 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, 5 o'clock for evening worship. And then, of course, we meet on Wednesdays at 7 for a time of Bible study and prayer. We meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. And you can join me tomorrow for a final edition uh, this week of Elmira and You. And don't forget to prioritize your ministry to children. Mm-hmm.